This is a presentation of Dawn Forge Productions. You're listening to All Things Azeroth, episode 701, Stories from Dead Folks. Today's sponsor is Audible. Get a free audiobook download at bit.ly slash ATA Reads 2020. That's bit.ly slash ATA Reads 2020. Now nearly 500,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. Today's show is also brought to you by ExpressVPN. Protect your online activity today and find out how you can get three months free at tryexpressvpn.com slash expressata2020. That's T-R-Y-E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash expressata2020 for three months free with a one-year package. Visit tryexpressvpn.com slash expressata2020 to learn more. Coming to you from the exotic land known as Canada, eh? You're listening to another episode of All Things Azeroth. Now we present your awesome hosts, the always stalwart and honorable Maedros, the commander of the fell and master of demons, Death, the non-vegan meat shield, my warrior brother, Toasty, and the high priestess of the Everlight, Allie. She ain't from Canada, but it'll work. It's the internet. Just go with it. They are bringing you your news from the world of Warcraft. This is All Things Azeroth. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of All Things Azeroth, your World of Warcraft podcast. My name is not Medros, clearly. My name is Toasty, and with me I have Ali. How you doing there, Ali? Are, are you sure you're not Medros? Are you are uh, you positive? I'm like 69% sure I'm not Medros. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm good. I'm happy to be here and excited to talk about exciting things that debuted today with a trailer and I'm just like exploding with excitement. So oh I'm God, I'm very happy. It's so good. I can't wait. <laughs> how are you? How was how was your weekend? Wow. Uh, my weekend wow was pretty. What did I do this weekend? Wow. I, I know, I know, I definitely logged in and like streamed a bunch, but I don't remember. Oh, I did a lot of mount farming. Is what I did. I did, I did a bunch of mount farming on the Thursday night. I, 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 I took Wednesday night off to edit many things because I let my Tuesday night get away from me. Um, but Thursday, I did a bunch of mount farming. I. Uh, did the usual ICC thing, didn't get anything there. I went to Mogashan, got nothing there. Um, can't remember where else I went. I went to Throne of the Four Winds, got nothing there. And I, uh, I, I definitely avoided Dragon Soul at all costs. <laughs> Why would that be toasty? <laughs> um, because it's a stupid raid. I don't want to go back there. Why would but I, I, was, why? I was trying to coach you for the spining. You started getting it. How could you have coached me for that? I wasn't. I didn't go there. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh huh. Uh huh. It wasn't painful to watch or anything. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I guess since I'm getting ratted out, I also went to Dragon Soul and uh, <laughs> and and attended some Mount Farming there. I got. I, I I did not have luck. Any luck on Altraxian, and I didn't even get to attempt madness. Because spine is a pain in the butt. 
especially when uh, you forget that some of your corruptions just randomly attack stuff. Uh, which is not something you want on the spine fight, especially when you've got an amalgamation with nine stacks. And... Yeah. Yeah. I did manage, I did manage to eventually get a plate off. You did. I was, I was so proud of you. Very happy about that. And then I was promptly <laughs> spun off because I was so excited that I finally got a plate off that I got spun off of Deathwing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's that was pretty much my week and wow, nothing too crazy, just just some mount farms, some unsuccessful mount farms. Uh, how about you, Allie? What did you get up to? I also did some mount farming. I actually did some streaming and did a whole bunch of ICC runs. I did not get the mount, but it was still fun. And I did a good amount of beta. I went through the intro quest line again and started doing some more in Bastion for the questing. And did a little more of the Horde campaign, not as much as I was originally planning on, so maybe this week I'll do that. But I did my normal islands because I'm still trying to get all those mounts and whatnots. Uh, I was a doubloon vendor. I'm down to just needing the other two colors of the pirate hat. And I think one... I'm almost done getting my last pet from there. Nice. So, cause my, my whole plan is I want to get everything off of the doubloon vendor that I want. And then I'll move on to using my doubloons on the the crates and whatnots. It's a good strategy. Because I want, I want the mounts. There's mounts to be had. I must have them. Yeah, so it was it was a pretty actual productive active weekend well. Between beta and streaming and whatnots in retail, but it was... I didn't get any of the mouse I wanted, but that's okay. It was still a lot of fun. Awesome. Well, as, as some of you may have noticed, right, uh, so far, uh, Medros is not here this week. Uh, he, has, he had some stuff planned with the fam, so he's taken the night off and has left the two of us in charge, which I'm sure <laughs> will not go poorly at all. No. <laughs> It'll it'll probably be fine. Prop maybe 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 probably possibly. Like it can't go worse. True. Than people's expectations, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's true. Apparently, in his place, we've invited Rathion. I was unaware of this. What? I don't. He's not on this call. <laughs> Why? And what a slacker. <laughs> This podcast has been canceled. Um, yeah, good times. <laughs> All right. Well, since we since we talked about our week in WoW in surprising time, um, let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about what's coming up this week in WoW. This week in WoW, we've got a whole bunch of stuff planned for you. We have the World Quest bonus event running from August twenty fifth to August thirty first, and then we have nothing else. Like that's it. So I know I said we have lots planned for you, but really that's like 25 smaller, littler things planned for you if you choose to do it. Right? It's 25 world quests? I think it's I 20. Right? I think it's 20. We have at least a dozen smaller events planned for you. <laughs> <laughs> 
coming up this week and well, and should you choose to do them, you can do them from August 25th to the 31st in exchange for a reward of some description. <laughs> That's how long it's been since I've done this event. If you need more war resources... That's it. Go do the weekly. It's a nice chunk. And especially if you've been leveling our especially if you've been leveling alts. I don't know about you, but I know for my alt, I don't necessarily take time to get her a whole bunch of war resources. So it's a nice, decently quick way to do so. Well, there you go. Yeah. Wow, that's that's really it that's coming up this week, eh? World quest bonus event. Not really a lot to look forward to. But maybe it's because they want you testing the PTR. Maybe, I guess. Or maybe they just (laughs) want to keep the rest of the week pretty clear. Because there's some big things happening on Thursday. There is, and I'm so excited. (laughs) So Thursday. Does Gamescom start on Thursday? Is that a one-day event? I don't remember. No, it's, it's... Well, it's historically, days, historically, it? it's multiple days. I don't know what COVID Gamescom is right. like. Right. Well, anyways, on the 27th of Gamescom 2020, whatever that's going to look like this year, we have a very exciting announcement, which probably means we might have a couple other announcements for Warcraft. We got a new, we are getting a new animated series called Afterlives. About Shadowlands. So excited. It's very much in a similar vein of ones we've gotten in the past with Legion and Warlords. In that kind of... How do you want to explain it? Like still motion, but animated kind of thing that they do, you know? Like animated, but not quite. Yeah. Yeah. But like, (laughs) but still completely awesome and so well done and it's such a nice way to share the story and we are getting a four-part series that i'm really excited about in this series they're going to be diving into the covenants of shadowlands and we're going to actually be learning about some characters from azeroth's past we're going to be hearing some dead people's stories if you will so we have Draka. We're going to see rulers from various covenants like Sir Sire Denathrius and the Winter Queen. Winter Queen. I can really talk today. The very end of the trailer, we get this huge tease, which I just like oozed over, <laughs> was the final. It's, it's the dramatization of the final meeting between Arthas and Uther. And I... I'm super excited about that. But we're also going to see, in addition to seeing Arthas, which is kind of interesting to see how they've been pretty vague about, oh, we we might not see the Lich King. We might. I mean, if we're going to see Arthas, it's got to be a big deal, right? So this is is pretty cool. Um, But anyway, sorry. I I like Arthas, so I get distracted by Arthas. We are also going to get Garrosh. I mean, we don't know for sure. It certainly sounded like him. That was definitely it his has scream. To be Garrosh. I mean, because at the end of you know, from from war crimes and everything, and then the ed- at the end of Pandaria, you know, we we have a still shot of him in chains, and in this 
animated series, he is in chains being tortured by the Venthyr. It's it's totally I mean it's in a very similar pose. Like it's it's gotta it's it's totally garage. Like what else would it be, right? I mean, I don't know. I don't, I'm like, I'm not. Maybe it might be. It's garish. Like, it's not like it's, it's not like the WoW team is like super focused on imagery and stuff like that, right? They don't. They don't hide stuff like that in no, plain sight. Ever? Never. <laughs> I mean, a couple people have been asking where is Durotown because we are seeing Draka, and so I mean, maybe it's Durotan, but I maybe he's being punished for not taking out Gul'dan in the earlier days, which would have prevented a lot of horribleness. But I highly doubt that, and I'm pretty sure it's Garrosh. Yeah. 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 Let's be real. Like, it's it's Garrosh. Yeah. And I'm super stoked for that. <laughs> so we got a 50-second teaser about it, which immediately like hype spreads throughout the entire community online. It was really cool. So this is going to be displayed, shared, whatever, on the 27th at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. And our theory, Toast and I were just talking about this in pre-show. Well, our, our, when we, when we were talking in our pre-show, um, that this probably means there's a good chance we're going to be getting a PTR, not P, uh, we're probably going to be getting a pre-patch date and maybe a Shadowlands date. It, yeah. It, I mean, it logically makes sense, right? Yeah. Uh, whether, whether the release date comes with the first episode of Afterlives or the fourth like I don't see us walking out of this mini series without a release date. I like the, like it's the perfect avenue to do it. It's Gamescom. It's one of the biggest gaming conventions in the world, and we know that Blizzard is not shy about making major announcements at conventions outside of BlizzCon. The announcement for Legion was made at Gamescom. Yep. It was. And I know for uh, BFA, some people who are all about, you know, Gamescom felt a little slighted by by Blizzard. And so I think that this is a nice way to kind of give the Gamescom people some love. And it's timing-wise with where we're at in, in testing and the fact that they have the PTR patch the pre-patch on the PTR. Why do I keep doing that tonight? They have the pre-patch on the PTR. It makes sense that we would be getting some dates anytime now. I mean, Ro on last week's episode, Ro was saying we were going to be getting it last week. So maybe he was just a week off. <laughs> I mean, you combine, you combine the fact that Afterlife is going to be coming out at Gamescom. And also, if you look at Jeff Keighley's Twitter account, he put, he put together a little trailer for the opening night of Gamescom. And what's the first game that he featured in that trailer? Shadowlands. Right. Like, there's so, there, there are so many things pointing to we're getting a release date announcement very soon. Yeah. So exciting. 
Mark your calendars. It's August 27th at 11 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, keep an eye out on the Twitters and all that other stuff to see, first of all, the first episode of this Afterlives animated series because it looks fantastic and I can't wait to see everything that comes with it. But I also want to know what, what when I need to book my vacation because let's be real, I'm not taking any real vacation this summer, this year. So I may as well take some time off to play this video game. Yeah, you know, I've not really in the past taking actively taken time off for an expansion release just because it's in my profession, it's incredibly hard to take time off. But I might do it for Shadowlands. We'll see. I want to. <laughs> I can't wait for this. This, I mean, uh, the the trailer got me so hyped for everything. Seeing seeing the flashes of everything, especially when uh, when Garrosh's scream kicked in. I'm like, oh, I didn't even think of like like. Obviously, I knew Garrosh was in Shadowlands and all that other stuff, but I I thought maybe they'd take the chance to focus on some other characters, some other like notable characters that we've. That we've already been encountering. Or whatever. Like when we think when you think realm of death, you're thinking of like Arthas and Kalthazad. And all all those all all those kinds of characters, right? And you think about the the interactions possibly with them. Right. But you kind of, I kind of forgot for a minute that with Shadowlands, like it's it's literally everybody who's died. Yeah. And that opened up so many cool possibilities for different character interactions and all that. And I'm just, I'm really excited to see everything. I think, I mean, I was excited for the entire thing and I'm looking forward to getting more story behind some of these rulers of the covenants. But the one that really tipped me over between excitement and hype to OMG I need to pick my chin up 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 off the floor now was the final scene showing Arthas and Uther I just I'm super excited about that uh, yeah that's gonna be <laughs> oh so goodness. good I can't wait for that pretty sure we see Invincible right there too and yeah. yeah wow and you know you know yeah, you just know that that's gonna be the last episode they release yeah, I think you're right. Which which sucks, because that means I, like if I remember correctly, they like with Warbringers, they release them a new one every week, right? Is that am I remembering that right? So was it every week or was it every other week? I mean, that might have been it. Either way, we're looking at at least four weeks before we see whatever, however they're working this scene into everything. Right. Well, and then the fact that it's four. We're, we're, we're getting four of these little shorts, right? And so is it going to be one per covenant? And then they'll work in the stories of the characters that relate to each covenant. Like, for example, Garrosh, you know, for the, for the one, for the one that's about the Venthyr, we'll see Garrosh in that one, you know, maybe we'll see uh, Draka and the Maldraxxus one. 
that doesn't make sense though, because I oh, and then we'd probably see Uther in the Bastion one, like maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah, I think that's that probably makes the most sense. You know, uh, give us give us something, like give us the tidbits about the new th- about the new people that we're going to be interacting with and encountering in the Shadowlands, but mix in some old familiar characters. I think that's a good way of tying everything together. But right. I, I don't want to wait so long to see the Arthas thing. It's just, and and you know with 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 how vague they've been. Well, quote like I'm using quotation marks with vague. Because, yeah, like, super vague. Like they have they've been vague, but like it's been kind of vague where where it's like you're just saying you're just not saying something for the sake of not saying something. We all know that we're running into Arthas or some form of him in the Shadowlands. Yeah, it's it. I you it's gonna be good. I'm really excited. I think everyone is at this point, and really, this is a nice welcomed bit of information. It's just nice to have something positive and happy and exciting to look forward to. You know, in these days that we're in right now. So, I think that definitely adds to everyone's hype. Oh yeah, absolutely. Can't wait. Just give it to me. Yeah. Yeah. Hook it to my veins. (laughs) Well, so either way, um, that is that bit of info, which is super exciting. But we also got some news, also regarding covenants, about certain bonuses. Yeah. And depending on your outlook of these, you might find this news exciting. You might find it outraging. Uh, Let's... Let's find out, shall we? So, um, <laughs> we we talked we talked uh, previously about um, how some of the dungeons will have uh, different bonuses given to you depending on what covenant you are. For example, there was the uh, Night Fae bonus in Vista Tirna Scythe with the mushroom area and the roots that kind of. Um, make a slightly easier path for you to go through uh, as you traverse that dungeon. Um, since since we last talked about it, uh, we've we, we've now we're now familiar with uh, bonuses for eight different dungeons, two dungeons per covenant, so Kyrian, um, which you know looking back kind of makes sense, have bonuses attributed to the spires of Ascension and Necrotic Wake. The Night Fae is Mr. Tirna Scythe and the other side. Necrolord is Theater of Pain and Plaguefall and the Venthyr have bonuses for the Halls of Atonement and the Sanguine Depths. So, you know, pretty even spread of of bonuses there. Now, when we first when we initially talked about it, um I I kind of approached it like maybe there's a possibility they won't allow these for Mythic Plus because depending on the bonuses that are given and some of these bonuses are pretty good. Uh, there's a very real possibility that people are going to be uh, left out or excluded from Mythic Plus because they're not the right Covenant. Which, you know, sucks. Um, that hope was uh, dashed. We found, out, we found out earlier last week that these bonuses were in fact going to be active in Mythic Plus to the dismay or rejoice of 
people around the community, depending on how you feel about it. Um, I'm still not sure how I feel about it. Like, I feel like some of these bonuses are very good. Like, so good that, that, that if you're on the time-dependent mode of Mythic Plus, that it would make sense that you were going to specifically seek out somebody from, say, uh, the Kyrian Covenant, because of that 20% extra damage to your Spear of Destiny. Like, uh, what, what, what do you think of this, Allie? On one hand, I do like the concept of different covenants being able to have these different little bonuses in the dungeons. That's It's a fun way to include the covenants and, you know, anything that makes dungeons more fun, I'm all about, obviously. But, like you were saying, it's just a fact of life at this point that people running Mythic Keys especially like the higher ones that actually take more, they are going to be looking for specific people in specific covenants. And unfortunately that does mean that there are going to be cases where, for example, I, I, I really do not like this. I don't like pugging keys, but just for this example, say I am geared to the nines as a healer. I am awesome. I'm the best healer. But if I'm trying to do Necrotic Wake and I'm with the Night Fae, they're going to overlook me because I'm not carrying it and I can't provide that buff. Having said that, you only need one player from a Covenant to activate the buff. Right. And there's only four Covenants. So I'm I'm hoping it's not going to be that bad. I'm hoping it's not going to be too toxic with the excluding of players just because they're not in a certain covenant. Because if they want the buff that bad, then bring one of your own people that have the covenant, you know? So <laughs> I'm... I understand why they did this. It's a interesting, fun potentially fun, unique concept. And unfortunately with this game being as old as it is, they have to try to come up with some new different things and they have to try things. Right. It, it's hit and miss sometimes. So this one could be hit and miss. I, I'm, it's going to take some time to really see how it plays out. Yeah. Like I don't necessarily disagree with, um, the confidence bring certain bonuses. I mean, we see that with some classes, right? Some classes inherently bring along with them specific bonuses, like yeah. warrior has battle shout, um, mages and mages hunters and shaman have uh, you know a, a hero equivalent, right? So like the concept of different classes or different characters bring bring different things to the group isn't a new thing. But some of these are just so good that I don't see why I don't see why people would not bring them along, right? Like, right. yes, yeah. like, yes, battle shout is good for that extra attack bonus. Having he having a hero equivalent is great for those burn phases and all that other stuff. But for the most part, like you can get around the you can get around all that. You can get eh, blah, blah, blah. It, the game is in balance for having that. And you can get away with not having those at your disposal. 
Now that being said, hopefully, hopefully, these dungeons were built uh, without these bonuses in mind, especially for Mythic Plus. I know, right. I know one change um, with the Mist of Tyrannus Sight, since I read it last with you, Allie, is that like that that checkpoint thing we were running that we had after every boss? Uh huh. Like that's a Night Faith thing specific. Yeah. No. So on Mythic Plus, if you're uh, with a time, you're running against a timer and all that, you got to take into account. Okay, well now I got to run through this entire dungeon instead of having that checkpoint after every boss. Right. Or. Like, you look at the Necrolord bonus in Plaguefall, which is using Fleshcraft on, a, on dead slimes, you get a three-minute aura to give to your party, in which you gain 25% haste, and a 25... Or, is I'm not sure if it's an and or an or situation, but it's, it says 25% haste, 25% damage reduction, and an AoE damage proc. And like I said, I don't know if, that, if it's an and or situation, but... Like, all those are good things. Manny in chat says, but the class things have profession-made things that you can use. If you really want them, nothing like that for coming in bonuses. Exactly. Like, yeah. We have drums if you're don't if you not on a class with hero. Yes, it's not as good, but it's still... It's something. It's something. There's no equivalent for these covenants. Not yet, anyway. And, and at this point in the beta, I'd be surprised if we had something. I mean, it could be one of those things where down the road, if it really truly does become a problem and this turns into a very toxic system, I could see them potentially in a a point two patch, for example, implementing something where if you're a member of the Kyrian, you can create this scroll that gives people the Kyrian buff in Necrotic Wake and sell it. Like, it's... I mean... Maybe. That could be a stretch. I, I I don't know. It's just a thought that just came to me now. But those kind of decisions wouldn't be made until a good chunk into the expansion anyways. Right. Unless, unless the feedback at this time is just really overwhelming. Because, you know, they have been doing a good job listening to the community for the most part and the feedback. So... I mean, if the feedback on this is really, 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 really bad, they'll do something about it. Or it won't count for Mythic Pluses or something, you know? Like, even just even just screwing with the numbers a little bit to, like, still give a benefit to making that choice, but not having it be a make-or-break thing. Right. Like, I think would be fine. But I, I acknowledge that that's way harder than it sounds. Yeah. But I, keep, I also keep reminding myself that it really is just one player that needs the Covenant to activate the buff. So... It may not be all as bad as what I'm imagining in my mind. Right, and at the end of the day, oh. there are four covenants. You're going to have five players per party. Odds are you're going to cover all your bases. In an ideal world. Yeah. Yeah. But for the for the times you don't... That may uh, not be the case, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. for the times that you don't have all those bases covered, it's going to suck. Trying to, uh, tr like, especially if you're trying to join a group may not be great but we'll see we'll have to see how this plays out like at the end of the day we're in beta right now and I don't I haven't seen a lot of feedback about this other than 
like people being mad about it. And I think at and I think at at face value, like yeah, I would probably be upset about it too. And I am actually. But at the end of the day I don't know how how it's gonna work on in practice. Yeah. Anyway, let's let's move on from Mythic Plus stuff. Yes. To raid stuff. <laughs> I like raid stuff. So we're getting something pretty nifty. I I do think this is gonna be a quality of life change, most likely. But we are starting to see tokens for weapons, shields, and offhands drop in the raid Castle Nathria. Now, right now, we're only seeing... It, it kind of works like the armor tokens that we've gotten in the past, where this one token works for Rogue, Death Knight, Mage, Druid, for example. That combo of classes is all we've seen so far. But again, this is this is beta. And so chances are they're just, you know, implementing all the other ones because it would make sense to have all the different you know, classes possible. But basically what happens is you kill the boss. If you get this loot, these tokens, you take it back to your covenant sanctum and you turn it in and actually have more choice for what you're going to be getting for your weapons and your offhands and your shields, which is awesome. You know, for example, the example that Waha gives in this, um, which I'm sure you're going to like, Toasty, is Fury Warriors can now loot both one and two-handed weapons. But it's one of those things where if they're going to use a one-hander, they're going to need one, they're going to need two one-handers. If they're going to use two-handers, they're going to need two two-handers. Which makes it a problem for a loot. <laughs> and that's the case for various other classes as well. So having this as an option with these with these tokens, I think is a nice way to handle that. And it gives us more choice with loot. Which we've seen a couple different moves with Shadowlands to give us more choice with loot, which is awesome and I I'm, I love it. It helps to reduce the RNG in the game a little bit, which feels good. So overall, this is—I mean, this is looking pretty good. What are you thinking about this? I'm—I'm I'm really happy for it because, like, like you said, like, like Wowhead said, Fury Warriors right now, uh, as of in the beta, they can—they can use either one or two-handed weapons. Can't use both at the same time. But with personal loot, like, it wouldn't give me a choice, right? It would either—it would give me either. It would, it would, it would like, it, 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 words hard. Like if if it was gonna give me a weapon, like I, and it gives me a one-handed weapon, well, like okay, that's great. But I've been using two-handed weapons this entire time, so I can't use this loot. Right? Yeah, and that's and that's not a great feeling. Now I'm gonna get this token and be like, hey, I can go up to the vendor and do like, yo, give me that huge screw off weapon, please. Nope, not not the small one. The huge screw off one. <laughs> yes, give me, give me that. Yes, you know it's the same thing for me with my priest. I could be using a staff, but then I get this awesome one hander. But oh no, I don't have an off hander for it. This gives me a chance to target getting an off hand. Yeah, 
which is lovely. I think this is this is pretty good. Yeah, it's it's giving more. It's giving people. It's like like you said, it's it's allowing people to target the specific kind of thing that they want. So people prefer having the two. Having eh, so people prefer to like do the like the one-handed weapon and weird offhand thing like a tome or whatever it is spellcasters use other than staffs. <laughs> Uh, or and some people like so. like single minded fury versus uh, Titans group, right? Exactly. And now you're not going to have that that's that that really crummy feeling of getting that weapon from personal loot, and being like, this is not what I prefer to be using right now. Yeah. Yeah, I am. Like you said, it's another example of Blizz letting us play or not not play how we want to play because really we're still you know but like have a choice in what we're getting in terms of gear yep so with that change we're also getting a change with uh some target caps yeah so uh it was announced a little while ago that they were going to make some changes around uh aoe abilities um and basically, how the uh, target, the targeting for each of these abilities would be handled. Uh, we've gotten a uh, bit more of a breakdown from Wowhead in regards to like how how the target cap thing is going to work. So there's basically three different types of target caps in Shadowlands. There's the soft cap, there's the hard cap, and there's something called square root scaling. So the soft cap is um, basically the number of targets is uncapped, but the amount of damage you deal is capped. So any damage that you do deal as a result of this ability is going to be split equally among all targets. Now there's the hard cap, where the number of targets is capped, and also the amount of damage is capped. And then there's the square root scaling, which is the targets are uncapped, the damage is uncapped, but each new target uh, increases damage at a smaller and smaller rate, which I'll be honest, I don't quite understand, uh, but we'll go over the math a bit later. <laughs> so the way that and the guide kind of breaks down each of these things. So like there's the soft capped. It gives an example of soft cap of a uh, of soft of holy sh okay. I'm gonna start again. So Wowhead gives an uh, example of the soft capped abilities and kind of the math that's involved with that. So like, say for example, an AOE spell does 100 damage and is soft capped at 20 targets. So uh. If you're if you're using this ability against ten targets, it's going to deal one hundred damage to each target for a total of one thousand damage. That's because you've got less than the twenty cap, and the ability will always do one hundred damage. Now, if you're going up against twenty targets, it's going to deal hundred damage to each target for a total of two thousand damage. Now, if you go over that soft cap, um, and say you're going up against forty targets. It'll be, you'll be hitting all 40 targets, but the damage you deal to them will be halved because math. 
Uh, so it's going to spread out that total of 100 damage per target to, to a maximum of 20 targets to the 40 targets. So you'll be doing 50 damage to each target for a total of 2,000. Hard capped abilities, exactly what it sounds like. Um, if you if you're if your ability targets five targets and does hundred damage, it's only ever going to hit five targets and deal one hundred damage to each target, regardless of the fact if there are more than the five targets available to you in the area. Now here's the square roots target thing that I don't quite understand. At least at the base level. So here's here's how Wellhead kind of breaks it down. If an AoE spell that has square root scaling does 100 damage against one secondary target, it'll deal 100 damage to each secondary target. If there are two secondary targets, it'll deal 70.7 to the secondary targets. And against three secondary targets, it'll deal 57.7. So by the sounds of it, the primary target is going to get dealt whatever damage there is. But there's going to be some splash out, and depending on how many targets are in the area will affect how much damage is dealt to those secondary targets. Uh, I can't think of anything off the top of my head that does that in a warrior's kit, which is probably why I don't understand it entirely. But that's that's basically how the, the new target cap system at Shadowlands works. So, I mean, it's it's not going to be... It's not going to be... Uh, like when I first thought of it where I'm only ever going to be hitting a certain amount of targets in the area I, for some of the soft cap abilities I will still continue to hit everything it'll just be for less damage per target but still for the amount of damage I'm kind of expecting total um yeah I, I'm not sh- I, uh, I I'm I'm not sure how you feel about all this, Holly. I mean, you're you play mostly in Holy. I play so. mostly in Holy, but I mean, when I do Shadow, that's definitely AOE damaging. Um, at first glance, I'm not the biggest fan of this, but I also understand that sometimes they have to find ways to. Make it so we're not doing too much damage, you know, killing too many things at once too quickly. And as we've seen from some testing in the past, leveling is pretty quick right now. So maybe this is one of their ways to slow down leveling a little bit. Um, And maybe, I mean, for all I know, maybe what they're seeing from testing and stuff, we're fairly powerful and... When it comes to content like Torghast or Raids or Dungeons or whatever, maybe it's just something they needed to do to tone us down a bit, if you will. Yeah. I mean, that's, that, that's been one of my first thoughts with all this. Yeah, or maybe it's... Like, obviously there's a reason for this. I, I don't quite understand the reasoning for it. Maybe it's to stop people from me from, like, charging and heroic leaping everywhere to gather up all the things and just AOE them down. In fact, now that still... I say that out, in fact, now that I say that out loud, that's probably like, that, that kind of gameplay is probably a contributing factor to their decision to change some of this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can still do your normal, you know, gather up a whole bunch of things and AOE them down. It's just it's just going to take a little bit longer if it's a bigger group. 
Which, like, honestly, through the way I play, I probably wouldn't notice right away anyway. In fact, if they didn't tell me, I I likely wouldn't have noticed. But that's the way I play. I didn't realize that other people are, like, huge into the numbers thing. And... They're, they're, they're going to notice. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's how the target cap thing is going to work in Shadowlands, love it or hate it. Um, but at least now there's something there that people can reference to kind of easily wrap their heads around how it works. Speaking of uh, stuff like that, where, you know, we may not understand right away, and Wowhead <laughs> will help us understand. <laughs> Allie? <laughs> want to hey, talk to us about to secondary <laughs> stats? I sure do. <laughs> so what we're starting to see in recent builds is a change to how these secondary stats scale. You know, the masteries, the crits, the haste, that kind of thing. And basically, after you receive 25% of a secondary stat... It's going to take more to increase your percentage. So one of the examples that this article gives is, for example, right now, say you have 40% haste without corruption. Once, Because we, we kind of already know that the corruption gear is going to be going away in the pre-patch. So say our corruption gear goes away, we have 40% haste. Nope, just kidding. If you have no corruption effects going on and you have 40% haste when the pre-patch comes and we start getting our, you know, Shadowland stuff coming in, you're only going to have 38% haste. So it's like and, not a huge difference. It's notable. It's not huge. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's enough that it's, it's noticeable. And if you are trying to get more haste, which is a great example, you're, you're going to notice it's going to feel like it takes longer to increase your percentage. And we're also getting a new cap on how much of a single secondary stat you can get from gear. The cap is set to 106% right now, and everything beyond that is ignored and wasted. I'm curious. I, I, I kind of would like to see a blue post as to some of the explanations behind this. Yeah. The, the theory in this article is that this is Blizzard trying to solve future scaling problems from, especially for, you know, later in the expansion, that kind of thing. And there are certain classes that overscale on secondary stats. You know, for example, on Shadow Priest, I feel like I never have enough haste. So I will take as much haste as I can possibly get my hands on. And I think they're just trying to curve that a little bit. I mean that that's I mean that's certainly possible. We do see ridiculous builds with like over one hundred percent ratings in some cases for some stats, and you know, well, that's a cool, well, that's cool to see. That's not that's not something you generally want. Hundred percent should be. It feels like hundred percent should be the tops, right? Or in this case, I guess one hundred and six percent. Right. No, yeah. Um, what one interesting theory that I've kind of seen thrown around on Twitter when this when this news broke, was that this is, like, an attempt to... for... an attempt to have people more quickly realize 
when something is an upgrade for them based on the secondary stats. Right? Because right. if you're if you're getting to that point where you're gonna get diminishing returns on your stat on on say haste, right? Like okay, well I could take this diminishing return or I could choose to up my crit, for example. Right. That, that, like that's that's definitely a possibility for why this change might be happening, but you know the uh, the solving the future scaling thing also makes sense. So it's um, it's going to be interesting to see how this goes once we're into Shadowlands, you know, into say nine point one, and we're getting our gear and that kind of thing. I would imagine, like, at the lower levels of percentages, it's not so bad. You know, this explains that from 0 to 25%, there's no penalty. So, mm. no, no, your rate of increase of your percentage is not impacted at all. From 25 to 34%, there's a 10% penalty. From 34 to 42, there's a 20% penalty. So, the higher your percentage in a stat goes, the longer it's going to take you the more it's going to take you to increase your percentage uh, and the at the top of this ranking is from 49% to again that 106 I was talking about there's a 40% penalty so I feel like in those higher percentages that's when you're going to feel it the most oh yeah like it's 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 worth also worth pointing out and they pointed out here that uh like these penalties are only going to work on stats gained from rating from gear and all that so any Anything that just gives you a flat increase to a stat, for example, bloodlust and heroism, like there will be diminishing returns on that. You're still going to get that bonus. It's just from gear and stuff like that. This is when these penalties are going to be taken yeah. into consideration. Um, but like you said, it's, it, it, it's going to be there's going to be something that we're going to have to see play out. Like, like we can speculate all we want, but at the end of the day. Um, like we have a vague idea of what the gear is going to look like in Shadowlands. We don't have a final thing. And like those numbers are always free to be tweaked and whatnot. So this is going to be something that we'll have to play out throughout the, throughout the course of the expansion to see like how successful this is. Right. Hopefully it sees some success. Yeah. With whatever they're trying to accomplish. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting, that's for sure. But another interesting thing is some changes coming to a certain app. Yeah, so you remember that uh, WoW companion app that we all downloaded for Legion that we definitely still pay attention to on the regular? Oh, totally on the regular. Yeah, yeah. every single no. No. <laughs> <laughs> so we we had a blue post uh I think it was late last week, or early last week, that the uh, that the companion app has been uh, updated for Shadowlands. Well, it will be updated. We got a preview for it. Um, so, within it, you know, you can do a bunch of what you would expect to be able to do within Shadowlands. You can start and complete adventures, that new system that we've been talking about the past couple of weeks. You can manage your adventures, and you can view the calling quests. So you can help kind of plan out with plan out whatever you want to do in game, um, but 
that's not the biggest update there. So, for those of you who actually use the app on the regular, you know that in the transition from Legion to Battle for Azeroth, we kind of lost that ability to access both. It was it was a one or the other kind of scenario. Right. Actually, I'm pretty sure it was just BFA. Um, but that will no longer be the case. So with this update, they're adding multiple expansion to, uh, multiple expansion support. So you can access your Legion content, your BFA content, and your Shadowlands content uh, r- right from your mobile device wherever you go. Um, also coming. Uh, with this update is um, WoW news. So if you're if you're interested on keeping up to uh, up like up to date with the WoW news day to day that Blizzard chooses to release, and you don't want to wait for fine publications like us to <laughs> give you that information, yeah, uh, you can go ahead and check that on the WoW app. One other thing you can do there is take a look at your character so i believe that was that, that was a, that was a functionality with the well armory app i didn't actually realize that you couldn't do that anymore but i, I guess you couldn't but now you can you can inspect your characters weapons armor all that other good stuff and kind of keep tabs on that and plan out your plan out your upgrade updates and upgrades and all that other good stuff right this realm is terrible where is the toasty app uh manny i don't know where the toasty app is I'm not an Android or Apple developer, so I can't make it. Uh, we also got WoW Community and Guild Chat. I mean, that's been there. Same with the calendar. And as I said, there's Battle for Azeroth functionality in there, as well as Legion. So you're not going to lose access to those things uh, when it updates to be usable for Shadowlands content. Uh, obviously, this is not available right now because Shadowlands is not available now. But when Shadowlands launches, this will be available for you to upgrade your app on the Apple App and Google Play stores. I don't, I, I don't have too many thoughts on this because honestly, I never used the app to begin with. Ali, do you do you use the app at all? I tend to use it more in the beginning of an expansion, and then about halfway through, I get to a point where I'm like. Eh, and then I kind of forget to use it. But with the changes coming to Shadowlands Adventures, I can see myself using it more. I I really can. And I mean the way the way they're playing out with the the battler and everything, I just I I'm glad it, I'm I I assumed that it would be updated for the Shadowlands Adventures, so I'm not too surprised, but I was already kind of thinking of utilizing it more for Shadowlands because I think it would come in handy plus be more fun than the normal mission table companion app stuff. Mm-hmm. Hephaestus had an interesting suggestion in chat here. Um, they suggested that maybe some of the uh, world quests that are kind of derivatives of certain mobile titles, like, for instance, Flappy Bird... Maybe let us play some of those in the app. Like, I wouldn't use it, but it sounds like there are at least some people who would do that. Or, like, the rune matching one for, uh, I want to say it was the, uh, oh, the, 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 
it was it was in Legion, the Viking dudes. I can't remember the name of their faction right now. Allie, help me out, please. That would be the ones over in Stormheim. Yeah, the Stor- yeah Stormheim. Yeah, the Valiar. The Val, yeah, Valahar. Oh, and Nazatar has one too. I didn't even know Nazatar had a rune matching one. Yep. But yes, like some some of those mobile game derivative world quests. I would love that. I would play that so much, so much. So so, Blizz, you already you already, you already uh, got the got the auto battler thing in there. Give us give us the mobile game derivatives and pet battles, and this would be a great app. I feel like the Just, Pet Battles one would be a se- totally separate app. But why have two apps when you can have one? That'd be a pretty massive app. I mean, we there do have Hearthstone. Yeah, like we, like Hearthstone itself, which is another Blizzard app, is massive. So, I, I mean, it, it'd be doable. But I feel like they could easily make the Battle Pets app its own entity. Maybe, yeah, probably. <laughs> but yeah, um... If you're interested at all in some of the stuff that's coming with there, I mean, I feel like I've listed pretty much everything there anyway. But uh, also, check out the blue post. If there, if, see if there's anything I missed that you may be, that you may be interested in. Um. Wow, I think that's it. Yeah, like, I feel like that's that's all the things. I think you're right. Alright, well, in that case, we're going to talk about our first sponsor of the show. Today's show is brought to you by Audible. You can get a free audiobook download at bit.ly slash atareads2020. That's bit.ly slash atareads2020. Now nearly 500,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. Uh, This week, we're going to listen to a, a pretty new release about a band that I hold near and dear to my heart. So this is Do What You Want, the story of Bad Religion. Let's have a listen. Bad Religion arrived at just the right moment to say, I think about what's true and what are lies. This outlook commanded the attention of millions of angry and increasingly disaffected youth, not just in the Valley or Los Angeles or even Southern California, but all over the world. Bad Religion's subversive spirit and thought-provoking lyrics made it okay to be rebellious and intellectual. The music is punk, but the message is universal. And the lyrics in the band's impressive catalog of songs are more relevant now than ever. That's what makes Bad Religion's bold beginning so ironic. Its first recording wasn't suicide, but the start of a 40-year career in rock and roll that continues to this day. It wasn't easy. Along the way, they broke up, drifted apart, and came back stronger than before. This is the story of how a group of teenagers from the Valley took L.A. by storm, lost everything, and worked their way back with a series of influential albums that changed the way America thinks about punk rock. So once again, that was Do What You Want, the story of Bad Religion, written by Bad Religion and Jim Ruland, and narrated by... Rob Shapiro. You can find that and nearly 500,000 titles over at bit.ly slash atareads2020. And we'd like to thank Audible for their support of the show. So, our question of the week for last week was, what do you think of the return of the Scourge event in the Shadowlands pre-patch? Alright guys, buckle in. 
We're in for a treat. Seraphis has given us another fantastic answer. <laughs> Seraphis says, I mean, the Scourge never really left. Always the freeloading bunch just laying around on the couch eating all your delicious planters cheese balls. You know how long we waited for the return of those tasty <laughs> snacks and those abominations just rolling up, eating all our balls, and you want to kick them out, but they are so adorable. <laughs> but you hate them, like petting them and watching their skin fall off, or how they numb on your friend's brain after they eat your cheese balls. And really, do they truly need our delicious planters cheese balls? No, they don't. You know why? Because they are undead, and their taste buds are dead, so really, everything tastes like cardboard to them. But no, here they are again. We love them, we invite them in, but for the love of God, hide your planter's cheese balls. <laughs> I can hear his voice saying all these things. I know, right? <laughs> WookieBH says, has to be better than the single scenario that was MLP's sad pre-patch. Hopefully it will come with some cinematics so Blitz can run us through the ringer like they did before with the BFA launch. I would say he got his wish. <laughs> Judging by what's happening on the PTR right now, yeah, there's some good ones there, and there's definitely some cinematics there. We don't know any of them, but they're there. Yeah. Leah Wilde says, I did not enjoy it before Wrath, when I took a break until they ended it early due to public outrage. When I don't, and I don't expect to enjoy it this time. Not being able to do anything except be attacked by other players or attack other players turns the whole game PvP. I'm not a PvPer. Manny says, I feel that the developers need to put certain limits on the event. I love the chaos right up until I'm trying to listen to an in-game cinematic and it all gets derailed by a goal explosion. Though that section is supposed to be relegated to certain times. I think many players are going to be upset having to wait two hours before they can get back to doing what they wanted to do. True. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. And Frasley says, I never got to experience the original Scourge invasion, but excited to see it this time around. The Legion invasion event was very fun, especially with how it upset the status quo for a time in zones. So some, some mixed reactions to the Scourge event, to say the very least. Like some people are looking forward to it, like me and Frasley, having never experienced it in the first place. Uh, I definitely understand the plight of some people. Having your game derailed because you're having to deal with a zombie apocalypse in the city that you want to do all your stuff in, or that you need to do all your stuff in, is not great. Hopefully, the times are a little more restricted than they were previously. Maybe. I mean, cause it, so the original Wrath event for the first couple weeks, I found kind of fun after that. I was over it. Frasley's right. It does upset the status quo but maybe in these times we need to because I'm, sometimes the status is not quo the status is not quo <laughs> that's it. from that's from Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog was it? <laughs> yeah I don't remember I, because the I'm, status is not quo I don't remember that I love that movie so much I'm gonna Why link it to you I'm gonna, I'm gonna link it in chat so everyone can see it as okay. you're uh, am I reading the next question or are you reading the next question I can read it okay so, our question of the week for next week is, what reunions, living and dead, dead and dead, etc., are you hoping to see in Shadowlands? So, like I said, like, it could be a reunion between a living and a dead person, two dead people who happen to meet up in Shadowlands again, whatever. 
Which ones are you hoping to see in Shadowlands? I've got, I think, four distinct pair, four distinct meetings that I want to see, and I'm going to go back to this other Discord that I'm in to reread them, so I don't forget. Yeah, so I've got four. I want to see Ando and Varian and Tiffin uh, reunite. I want to see I want to see Jaina and Arthas reunite, and I think we kind of all see that coming. I want to see Bane and Karen reunite. And I want to see Garrosh and Thrall reunite. I, I think I'm most excited in the potential between Jaina and Arthas and Garrosh and Thrall. Like the 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 parent the parental ones, like it'll be a, it'll be cool, like, you know, oh, but it makes my heart feel good moments, but like the potential for a Garrosh and Thrall re, uh reunion and a Jaina Arthas reunion, like there's so much potential for good story there. And I'm really hopeful that we we that we see that at some point. I have a few as well. I do wanna see I want I wanna see Thrall and Draka reunite. I was hoping to see maybe Duratan and Draka, but I don't know I don't know. I don't know if we're gonna get that or not. Now, is um, it really a, re- a reunion for Thrall and Dreka if they never really had any time together in the first place? Well, it's still his mom either way, right? So, I mean, yeah, I mean, they were separated when Thrall was a baby, but Thrall still might want to actually see her and be able to embrace her. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. Like, I, all I totally the emotions with that, you know? I, yeah, I totally know. I'm being a jerk. Stop being jerk, Toasty. <laughs> Let me have my nice reunion. Hugs are good, okay? Okay. I also was hoping to see an Arthas Jaina one because I feel like Jaina could use it. <laughs> and maybe Arthas if if they are going to try some kind of redemption thing. I don't I don't know what all they're doing with Arthas. I don't know what I want them to do with Arthas. Mm-hmm. I also if I didn't think this was going to be possible at all until today. But maybe, maybe an Uther and Arthas reunion. Or oh, Arthas and Terran. Oh my gosh, Arthas and Terran is mythical. Arthas and his daddy. Like, there's oh so many there's good so reunions many. with Arthas. Oh, there's so many I want to see. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah. And then one one of the one of the ones that a lot of people have said too that I, I would like to see is uh Jaina and Kindy. So that would oh, be I all sorts of emotional. Oh my god. Right. Oh. So yeah. <laughs> there's there's a lot of options. It's I'm really eager to hear everyone else's instead of me just gushing about all the ones I want to see and, and toasty gush gushing and Oh yeah. my heart hurts. I didn't even think about Jaina and Kindy. Oh my god. Right? Right? Oh no. <laughs> oh. oh no, I'm no, sorry. no. No, no, I'm not crying two weeks in a row. This is not gonna happen. <laughs> nope, you're not crying. Just just kinda <clears throat> onions. It's it's fine. Um Now, I was talking about this in another Discord, I mean I'm curious on your thoughts on this, Ellie. Like we all know that the WoW team loves their redemption stories. Right, like that's mm-hmm. one of the things that they do a lot of. Yep. Um, 
uh, with the with the with this trailer reveal, you know, there are people speculating what kind of redemption stories we might possibly see come out of this expansion. I mean, with the introduction of like with with that one with that one little bit of trailer with Garrosh and people were talking about a Garrosh redemption arc. I'm like, I'm not on board with that. I think Garrosh was a great bat was a great villain, and like he was unabashedly proud of what he did and I don't think a redemption arc for him would make a lot of sense even with him you know being tortured for his sins with the Venthyr now what I'm curious about is what your thoughts are on an Arthas redemption story like I feel like of the villains that we know in the Warcraft universe I think I feel like if anybody deserves a redemption story in the WoW universe, I think Arthas is high up on that list. I've gone back and forth on this for the sake of not sitting here for another half hour talking about this. I I think I'd be okay with him having a redemption. He went through a trauma yep. and snapped. And that opened the door to the Lich King and the whispers and being driven mad. And when you snap due to trauma, it's, um, it, it sucks. It's not necessarily, it's not fair. I mean, that's taking it lightly, but I mean, he was pushed, he was pushed that breaking point. And I think for various reasons because of that, I did always feel for him. Even when he was the Lich King and commanded the Scourge and did all these horrible things. I wasn't emotional about it like Jaina was, but I always, in my mind, envisioned that there was a part of Arthas still in there, and especially seeing him in the final cinematic after we you know, kill him in ICC, we we get to see a little bit of that again. And in that moment, like when I first saw that cinematic, I teared up. And I think all things considered, I I could be on board with him having a redemption. Yeah, no, I I I I I one hundred percent agree with you on that. Like I think Arthas is the perfect is is one of the more perfect embodiments of like the road to evil is paved with good intentions. He meant right. to do a lot of good. He made a lot of mistakes along the way. And whether it's because of the trauma or just of a misplaced desire to uh, do to not a misplaced desire. Misplaced what's the word I'm looking for? Oh, I'm struggling. With I'm struggling now. Drive? I wouldn't even say drive. Like he did a lot of he did a lot of the wrong things in an attempt to get to a good conclusion. Misplaced motivation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that works. Yeah, I think I'm. I, I of of any redemption story that Blizzard would attempt, I think I'd be okay with an Arthas one. Manny says, I want them to go the other way. I want them to show it was all a pretense 
that his own lust to prove himself as greater than anyone was all that drove him. I mean, if that's the case, I hope they tell a good. I, I hope they tell a good story along the way. Like there, there's there's so much potential with Arthas in this Shadowlands story, and I, at the end of the day, you know, whether it's a redemption story, whether it's something like what you laid out there, Manny, like I just want it to be good. I want I want the journey there to make sense. I want the journey to make sense no matter what they end up doing. If they do give him redemption, I, I want it to make sense. Yeah. I want it to be justified. You know, not just to tell a fluffy story and wrap it up. You know, I want there to be a reason. Mm-hmm. Like with like as much as I enjoyed Illidan coming back in Legion and all that, like when he came back it, it didn't make sense, you know. We we did we we killed him in the Black Temple. We dealt with his body there, right? And they they kind of just added a bunch of stuff that happened behind the scenes that made it that made him come back. Right. And, like, don't get me wrong. I I loved I loved interacting with him again. It just it didn't the journey there didn't make sense. And hopefully the journey that we're that I feel like we're going to be taking with Arthas um, will make sense whatever direction it goes okay well that was about 10 minutes more Allie I think we're good there it's not the half hour we've we've avoided that I was just, I was just curious to hear your thought because I, I, I was talking really about control. this a lot today <laughs> I had yeah. to control the, the flow of words from my mouth because processing while I'm talking sometimes take, takes a little bit <laughs> Yeah, I just—I was just curious. Cause, like, I talked yeah, about this yeah. a lot today with some other people, and yeah. Anyway, that wraps us up for this week, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us, Ali. Who would you like to shout out this week? I actually want to give a shout out to a different show. It's called Third Faction. They are pretty new. I think they've only done four episodes. But my husband and I actually guested on the most recent episode. It's not out yet. We just recorded on Sunday. So it should be out later this week, beginning of next week. I'm not entirely sure. Soon. It'll be out soon. But it was the first time my husband and I got to guest together on a show. And it was a pretty great experience. So I just want to thank Third Faction for having us on and being such a positive focused community podcast kick ass yeah um i'm gonna shout out a good friend of mine um she has this little show called dungeon fables who just released their 100th episode this week so shout out to you ali congratulations don't make me blush stop it (laughs) that's a fantastic accomplishment and i'm very proud of you thank you i really do appreciate it also, you are killing the streaming thing. Man, every time I'm in there, there's at least a dozen people there, and it's crazy. Yeah. I I was not expecting it to go as well as it is. It has been a pleasant surprise and a lot of fun. Well, you're, you're doing a great job of it, and I'm happy to see that you're succeeding there, too. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you just made my night. <laughs> Um, I'm also going to shout out the people who tolerated me streaming something other than WoW this weekend. I tried something a little different and streamed some Pokemon Diamond. That was a lot of fun. 
Yeah, you were really excited to do that. That was awesome. Oh, man. I love that game so much. It got me back into the Pokemon series. And my favorite Pokemon's there. And everybody who stopped in seemed to enjoy it as well. So that was cool. Nice. All right, so let's hit our outro and get out of here. If you'd like to reach us by voicemail, call 1-785-ATA-WOW5 or 785-282-9695. You can send emails to show at allthingsazroth.com. If you like what we do here, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash allthingsaz. Join our new Battle.net group at bit.ly slash bnetata. Check out Allie's show at dungeonfables.com and Toasty's stream at twitch.tv slash toastypostycan. You can find us on Twitter at allthingsaz, at medros, at fandeth, at toastypostycan, at aliandrusk, and at donforge. And please check out the other shows from the Donforge network, including Group Quest and Shattered Soulstone. That's our show. Thanks for tuning in. And wait, how does Metro send it? Take care, happy hunting, and we'll see you on the other side of Gamescom announcements, maybe. And the afterlife. And the but, <laughs> we'll but, see you on the other but, side of the afterlife. But but like the the after the afterlife the, the afterlife videos and not the actual you know this. Okay, this is getting Bye. deep. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> This podcast is part of the Dawn Forge Network. Copyright 2020.